What's up, YouTube? It's your boys, D-Class Moto Podcast, and we're back! <laughs> Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> never gonna grow up. Never gonna slow down. We were shining like ladders in the dark in, in the, the middle, middle of a rock show. show. Welcome back, D-Class Moto Podcast. We're gonna kick off this podcast. Um, Is that how we're starting it? Yeah, with a little intro, with a little intro to We're probably gonna immediately get wiped from YouTube for uh, if it's an original yeah, version. They, they can't tell what we were singing because we were so bad. Um, true. Anyway, it's good to be back behind the camera, boys um, it is. and girls. I know we have we have some people out there that watch. We have five um, percent girls dude our analytics have so been actually so crazy recently. So for those that follow us on TikTok, I made this video. Where it was like something about like making fun of like that we have like five percent girls that follow us yeah and, then and since then since then it's gone up to like 11 <laughs> percent so yeah you know you know why it's because i've posted two videos i have to do with jet lawrence mm, dude, we jet posted lawrence? we posted the video of you asking him about his meat sheets mm -hmm. which we need to talk about that big time i mean i know I guess, that was, yeah we haven't done a podcast since, that, since we went to the supercross yeah well we definitely have to talk about that because that was <laughs> That was a little strange. Um, it was hilarious. <laughs> so if, yeah. if if you haven't seen it yet, basically when we were at, we went to Atlanta Supercross and while we were there, we asked a bunch of riders just the most random questions. Like we didn't want to ask them like the same thing that every yeah. other interviewer asked them. Like, mm -hmm. hey, how's the bike feeling today? How's your season going? Yeah, yeah. We wanted to know what no one else has ever asked them. I, I can guarantee you. With certainty that nobody's ever asked Jet Lawrence, you know, what what his favorite bed sheets would be if they're made out of a deli meat. Like, yeah, we asked a few riders that. So, so who did we talk to? First, we talked to Carson Brown. That was cool. Like, super awesome guy. Yeah, I never seen him without a helmet on. Kind of funny. Yeah, I never seen him not like railing a berm. Yeah, hundred miles. <laughs> I was like, hour. where's his pit bike? You know, um, he was he was he was fun. We asked him uh, if he was a transformer. What would he transform into? And he said a dirt bike. Oh uh, yeah, that was right. Um, uh, all time favorite was meeting Stink Dog for the second time. Um, the first yeah, time. Yeah. So hold on, before we get into that, let's just. Oh, oh gosh. Let's quickly go through a list of who we, who we interviewed. We got okay. Carson Brown. Yep. Stink Dog. Yep. AJ Catanzaro. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jet Lawrence. Bam Bam Barsha. Bam Bam Barsha, the killer. <sighs> Is that everyone? I think that was everyone. Uh, did we talk to? We talked oh, to Levi. But we yeah, we, yeah I was gonna say we talked to Levi for a moment. Um, I think that was everyone that we interviewed. I think so. Um, if you want to see it, go check out our TikTok or Instagram at D Class Motopod. Yep, all the little short videos are up there. Um, but anyway, so we got to talk. You got to talk to Saint Dog. Yeah, that was super cool. Second time I have ever talked to stink dog the first time i met him at Redbud, um i think it was 2016 i can't quite remember um he was uh was he on a two-stroke yeah he was on a 125 he had the old cheetah print graphics um that was super cool watching him like he he's the exact same dude as he was you know almost 10 years ago yeah uh hilarious guy he offered us weed the, back oh gosh. when i was in high school um obviously i said no um are you allowed to say that does, i don't know i mean like he talks about it oh does he yeah, well, yeah i guess now it's fine yeah it was a long back time in 2016 ago. yeah i don't know if that would have been anyway he signed <laughs> he signed my koozie 
Oh, it's, oh, is it on here? I, the one oh, that yeah, I'm the one, holding. Yeah. The one you're holding, Stank Dog signed that koozie. Yeah, it says 720-something. Um, that's his number, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> kind of hard to see, but if you're yeah. watching. Stank Dog signed my koozie. How cool is that? Um, and then we ended up staying and watching the night races, and he absolutely cleaned up uh, at Redbud, the night races. Different track, but so cool, dude. Um, yeah, he answered that question. That was so weird. So fast. I asked him the bed sheets question and he knew immediately. He what answered he like before Hayden could even finish the question. I was so, I was so confused by it that I was like, oh, now what do I do? Like I'm waiting for him to answer. Uh, like that was my expectation and I would probably come up with something else to say, but he answered so quickly. I was just like, uh, oh yeah. And uh, how's the track doing today? Like yeah. I was, I was Dude, it's like he's been asked that question before. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe his bed sheets are made out of what do you say? Uh, turkey. turkey. Dude, he's a big turkey guy. Maybe his bed sheets are made out of turkey. That's crazy. Jet said raw steak. Yeah, which which come on, was Jet. Probably the strangest answer of the day. Oh, by very far. Very strange question. Very strange answer. So I guess it kind of fits. But yeah, he said raw steak. He's like probably steak, and I'm like, and he was like medium, medium rare. He's like, oh raw. raw. <laughs> like what <laughs> like keep um, it cool or something i don't know yeah that was that was funny though it was funny because everyone was like crowding around him to get autographs yeah and it was like super chaotic he was signing an autograph after another and you're like hey we get a question real quick he's like what's up yeah yeah and then you asked that and then the whole crowd went silent <laughs> and he stood there for like 30 seconds thinking oh. about it and everyone was just waiting to hear what he had to say mm-hmm. and uh it was funny because it just like the whole like situation has changed so quickly he's like oh yeah i've never like it was like pretty loud and it got real quiet like you could hear a pin drop (laughs) and we're all just like is he gonna say something because he took this really long pause he wanted to get the right answer for sure yeah he thought about it way harder like dude it's it's not that deep but like yeah he he took a good 10 second pause and i'm just like oh it felt like forever it really did in the moment yeah um anyway what else what else did we do in atlanta um i mean the race it was a great race it was an Dude, out, outdoor race that was um by far the most exceeding expectation so that was the track that that press day the day before mm-hmm. all those guys were casing it yeah and uh hunter like he wrecked. beefed it hard um, and then he ended up winning the race mm-hmm. that was really cool because that was awesome uh, it was hunter and then did fortner get second um it was hunter and then someone and then jet got third um so both of the hunter brothers were on the podium and it was like super cool to see them like hugging mm-hmm. each other and yeah oh jet yeah, was yeah like so pumped for hunter wasn't it uh husqvarna in second yeah i can't remember was it rj no i don't know i i think it might have was it hampshire it was because uh no, no no remember uh fortner had that gnarly pass on rj Oh yeah, and yeah. that must, dude. I can't even remember. Mm, I don't remember. <laughs> Nobody remembers second place. <laughs> Whatever. I, I know that Hunter came in first, so we were we were yeah. amped about that because he's like one of my favorite riders. Yeah. And it was the East West shoot shootout. So yeah, it was, it was like the, the biggest perfect stage race to go to. Exactly. Yeah. The weather it was oh, supposed to rain. The weather did. ended up being perfect. It rained the night before, and there was literally like a foot of water on the yeah. track. Dude, you guys have if you've never been to a Supercross event and had the experience of watching these guys work. Track crews are absolutely insane. I could not believe how quickly they transformed that place. Yeah, we saw pictures of like the like we were at my parents' house. My parents lived down in Georgia. We stayed with them when we were down there. Uh, 
we were like getting ready to leave and we saw a picture of the track and it was literally like a foot underwater. Yeah. We we're like, we we're like, crap. Dude, we're not even going to be able to go anymore. We're yeah. like panicking, like, dude, we just wasted tickets. Like, are we, and by, the, by the time we got there, when we got there pretty early, they were doing, uh, I think like the first, first session practice. of practice. It was pretty muddy. And it was muddy, but like they had, like people were still jumping everything. I was, yeah. I was thinking it was going to be like, I'm, I figured they were going to race either way. Like they'll mm-hmm. race in the mud if they have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, if there's no actual rain, they're for sure racing. I was going to even race in the rain, but, oh, wow. uh, I was kind of worried like, Oh, it's going to be kind of a boring race. if They're just rolling everything. Mm-hmm. But it ended up by the time we got there, it was still wet, but it was, there was enough of a line where people were jumping everything. Yep. And then by the time the races started, it was like, it was so prime. Perfect. It was so cool. Yeah. Holy cow. Oh, by the way, that was my first ever Supercross event. So that was like, it was, it was just so cool. I've been big in outdoors. Like you guys know, I grew up 10 minutes from Redbud. Um, that was our home track and we would go to that every 4th of July. Um, that was, that was like motocross to me. Yeah. Um, but then, I mean, Atlanta was kind of outdoorsy. I mean, it was outdoors, but, um, there was still a lot of supercross elements too. I, I really like that style of track. It was so, so cool. Was last massive. year was the first because they've always done Daytona like that. Yeah. Last year was the first year they did Atlanta like that. And me and David got to go. Mm-hmm. And I I've grown up going to the Supercross in Atlanta that's at the Falcon Stadium. Yeah. Like it's cool and stuff for sure. But it's just not as big. Yeah, there was something about like the lap times were like almost two minutes, I think. That was sweet. Yeah. Um, there was just like so much going on. Yeah. Um, and also like that stadium is like is is Daytona really is Daytona like that where it's a two minute lap time? Like I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's pretty long. Cause and that one they've done for I mean like forever. Yeah, I, I mean I, I remember, that's always been like the one like yeah the big the big the, one the one that's like at a NASCAR track. But now they yeah. do Atlanta too. I I've heard a rumor they're talking about maybe doing some more like that. Hmm. I think it'd be pretty cool. I think the riders like, like it. Yeah, and it's it, a little different. Yeah, and because Supercross is so technical, you have a two minute lap time of this just extremely intense technicality mm-hmm. like form gear shifts have to be perfect you know everything has to be like picture perfect for well, i remember cross. too when we were talking to levi on this podcast he was saying he didn't get to race last year obviously because he was mm-hmm. still amateur but he was saying that he heard a lot of the guys like the only complaint they had was that during time practice so usually when they're doing like 50 second lap times mm-hmm. if it's a 10 minute time practice window they can get you know a ton of laps in yeah but when the lap times are double what they oh, usually yeah. are, they have a lot less opportunities to get oh, a perfect wow. clean lap. That's wild. Yeah. And and so for the in Atlanta also, they only had one time practice because of the rain. And that'll affect your uh and that uh I, I've been meaning to talk about this. So yeah. um the time so Atlanta qualifying, mm-hmm. we 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 kind of watched it. Um, but I didn't realize, so AJ Catanzaro qualified on his 125 two stroke, right? Yeah. 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 Max Voland on a factory KTM didn't qualify. Wait, what? Yeah. I don't remember this. Yeah. Do you remember? So when we were, it was, it was me and you and like Anthony and Josh and Ian, Mm -hmm. we were, we were walking towards, um, to go to our seats and we saw Max Volan walk right by us. Yeah. Like, dragging a bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was done for the night at that point. Oh. Yeah. I didn't even realize yeah, He didn't that. even qualify for the night show on a factory KTM and AJ and well, so, so what they, happened, dude? They quali- Something happened. They qualified it as like east and west, I think. Mm-hmm. So I think AJ was in the same coast as Max. So they take they take your your time from each 
Um, cause otherwise you would have East or West guys that would be like faster and then you'd be bumping out certain. Yes. I'm pretty sure it was like 22 only, or no. Yeah. I think yeah, 22, 22 guys from the East, East qualified and, and 22 guys from the West qualified. Okay. That would make the most so, sense. Cause then otherwise you're battling. Yeah. And AJ and Stank were on two different coasts and yeah. they both made it in. That was And then awesome. Max Voland on a factory KTM. He's their only factory rider too on KTM from the two fifties. Yeah. 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 And he he didn't qualify. That's wild. I and then something happened. He had to have gone down or something. Like I mean, I didn't see it, so like I don't know. But I mean, I feel like still like there's not really much excuse for that. A dude on a uh, AJ Catanzaro, who like I think he would pretty confidently say this. Like Super Russ is not his primary focus. Mm. Um, he like he's he's like crushing it. Obviously, mm-hmm. crushing it in this whole like Moto Academy thing. Like that's like his like thing. Yeah, but he still can come out and rip around on his two stroke but he's he's riding a, a 125 two stroke and he's i mean credit credit to aj i'm sure he's in good shape but he's not on a factory program no no yeah with with a hundred mechanics and, yeah all, all these people yeah, around him mm-hmm. and I just, I just thought that was crazy like i i, I saw the uh like the qualifying sheet and max Volan, he was like i think he was like one spot out of qualifying Thing. So it's not like he didn't get any good laps. Like he yeah. obviously got a couple in one to get Unless, at least like yeah that close. But hmm. uh, and then like four days later, they said that he had a crash in practice and like broke his thumb or something. And then he was out. For the rest. And like a lot of people were like, "Did he really break his thumb, or was he like was Roger Decoster just like hey, a we're done for the season?" <laughs> that's yeah, that's kind of a big bummer. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I I like Max. He seems like a really cool kid, and mm-hmm. it, I. When we saw him walking by, like I remember he looked kind of bummed and he was like pulling his gear back and like that's kind of weird. Like the race starts kind of soon. Mm-hmm. And then I saw like later that week that you didn't even qualify for the night show. Wow. I mean, that got to suck. Just, I mean, it's hard to feel bad for a million, multi million dollar team that like their rider didn't make it to the night show. But I mean, KTM's been kind of running under the bar um, these last couple. Yeah. Well, they got that new bike the last couple of years. Well, so I was listening to, some podcast that Cooper Webb was on and he was kind of talking about all the problems that he was having this past season, mm-hmm. which yeah. it was, it was a mix of things. He left Alden's yep, the new bike. Yep. Um, and that was just kind of like all that together. Just kind of. Yeah. I, I remember watching that. He didn't feel as confident on the bike and that's why he couldn't push to that, you know, next level. Like the bike was only so good. Yeah. And then, I mean, Marv was good though. I think Marv won a race this year, didn't he? Marv's also been on a, a KTM for like, yeah, I mean, he's Cooper, still talking about it. Cooper I mean. won the champion. <laughs> Mar- Marv is still interviewing still, from his last podium. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, Cooper won the whole thing last year. You think, you think that he would be just as comfortable on a KTM as Marv? Was it was it the bike change? You think what was the bigger difference? Changing um, training programs or the slight change, like the changes in the bike over the I next think it generation? Was b- both pretty evenly. That's what Cooper Webb made it sound like when he was talking about it. I think it was like the pull up and make show that he was talking about it on. Yeah. He made it sound like it was like 50% on him, 50% on KTM. Mm. Um, yeah, I do remember him talking about like it wasn't all on him. But now he's not racing outdoors. Wait, Dude, let's, whoa, talk, whoa, whoa. let's talk about this. So there's a yeah. lot of people not racing outdoors. Yeah. So Cooper Webb is out. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Stewart's out. Okay. Adam Censorillo's out. This is before the season even starts. Um, who else is out? Um, 
Dean Wilson's obviously out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, that's four factory guys. Yeah. Um, let's see. Kenny's back. So Honda has all their guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, KTM's looking a little thin. AP is back. Is he? So K- no, KTM is not looking thin. They got the like the wild cards out there. It's AP, Ryan Dungey, and Caroli. <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot about Caroli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That may, yeah, yeah, yeah. They get they definitely. Which I mean, we can talk card. about that real quick if we want to. I don't want to talk a ton about it because like everyone's talking about it and like Ryan Dungey's we don't want to like cross. beat a dead horse. But I think Dungey's gonna sh- not get a podium all season. Okay. My prediction is Dungey will get at least one podium. Um, will he win any races? No. Will he win any motos? Ooh, no. No moto wins. Unless, no, no moto wins. He's going to get. He is Mr. Consistent. I'm assuming that's probably still the case. Two podiums. Two podiums this season. He's going to do better than like two Malcolm. thirds. <sighs> He'll go like five, six and like somehow luck into a third overall. That, that's the only way I could see him getting a podium. Yeah. Okay. I, I got into an argument with someone about this the other day. Okay. So they were talking about how Ryan Dungey was going to be like so good. And I, I, it, it was on TikTok. I think I commented on a post and said the, the level of competition has increased oh. a ton since oh, Dungey yeah. retired. I like, agree. So, so last time Dungey race was 2017, mm-hmm. which is also super cross, which was like, I mean, he was good at both, but he wasn't as big outdoor as he was indoor. Yeah, I think indoor was like his like big. He, I mean, won, he won. He won, won some many, championships outdoor. Like four years in a row on Supercross, something like that. I don't know. He didn't win four in a row outdoor. He won maybe. I mean, back he, to he's back. obviously good outdoor, but course, I think I think course. Supercross is like more of his thing. Yeah. Was, anyway. Yeah. So back in 2017, when he retired, who was he competing against? James Stewart was already gone. Ken Roxon. Ken, Ken Roxon was his biggest, but I think, but I think 2017 was the year that he Kenny crashed. had that gnarly he, crash. Yeah, I think so. You're Ken right. was out like pretty quickly. I think. Yep. Eli Tomac was like good, but Anderson. He, I think Anderson was good, but I don't think I don't think he was. He, Anderson for. won in 2018. Barsha wasn't that that big. No, he wasn't as competitive. Eli was there, but he wasn't as competitive. Barsha was there, but he wasn't as competitive. Anderson was there, but he wasn't as competitive. Muskin Webb. Because I know I know Muskin battled. Webb was definitely not in the picture yet. No. Um, I think Chad that, Reed. <laughs> yeah, Chad was on his way out by then too. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like the the people that are still around that he competed with have gotten way better since then. I, yeah. And now oh, yeah. he's got yeah. he's got to deal with Chase Sexton. Mm-hmm. He's got to deal with. I mean Eli. <laughs> well, yeah, he's gonna have to deal with Dylan. Eli. Dylan yeah, Dylan Fernandez was not in the lead in the series when yep. last time Dungey was there. Dylan's and now menace. he's the champion. Yeah, he's a freaking menace outside. He Dylan Ferrandis works a, a motorcycle off like outdoor. Yeah. Better than I've seen a lot of guys. So I'm trying to think of also is our camera still recording? I was just gonna ask that because I couldn't see it. I can't really see here. Oh yeah it's it's still recording. Yeah. By the way guys so uh we're we're decked out. Like yeah, watch so us I, on YouTube. This 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 is I got I got a, I got a new job and they bought me this new camera and we're like kind of testing it out tonight to make sure it all works good. And it doesn't have the record limit anymore so we don't have to stop the podcast every Let's go. 25 minutes. So yeah. we're just rolling on through it. Where are we at? We're, we're only 20 minutes in so we we would have yeah. not known anyway. So Gypsy Tales watch out we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a 
a four hour podcast. Jeez. I don't even know how. I mean, we're on a very comfortable couch right now. Um, but sorry. What, what were we, oh, we were talking about judges <laughs> competition. I'm trying to think of who else will be competitive against him. Anderson um, outdoor last year. So, so Honda, I think that Kenny and Chase are both going to be faster than Dungey this year. Ooh. I mean, Kenny, Kenny. I'm concerned about Ken Roxon. Uh, Remember your last prediction about him that was completely wrong? That's why I'm a little <laughs> concerned, okay? Like, Ken Roxon was definitely due for a title. And, like, he came out A1 swinging, like, you know, and then the rest was the tone setter. But, like. I think Kenny will do good outdoors. I mean, he he's he's good outdoors. Historically, he's, won, he's good outdoors. Yeah, he's won a championship outdoors on yes. 450. He was good last year outdoors. Remember, he won a lot, uh-huh. at least at the beginning of outdoors last year. He, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It sounds like, based on his posts and what little interviews I've heard, he's kind of got it back together, whatever was wrong with him. I think he'll be good. Chase will be good, for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think Chase will be winning a lot of motos. Craig? I think he will win Christian Craig? Is yeah. He, oh, yeah. I forgot about Craig. He's riding 450s. Yeah. He's going to be... I think Christian he Craig... Was, he was getting easy top fives last year. In Christian 450s. Craig and Eli. One, two. No. No? Eli Dillon, one, two. Ooh. I think the I think Craig, them, three, four. I think Eli and Dylan are gonna be duking it out all season. Chase Sexton. Okay. Eli or is I'm be not Dylan, saying Eli. I'm not saying Chase is gonna be incredible. I think he's gonna be consistently better than Dungey, though. Same with uh, well, yeah. same with Ken Roxon yes. and same with let's okay. see Jason so, Anderson. Because so, we have the hold on, before we have we have all these great riders, I think uh Ryan Dungey is gonna be the first person after our top the like the top consistent riders like yeah I'm sure so I'll like get some sixths so you know how uh um uh who's number ten he just retired um Justin Brayton 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 was like a fifth place rider and there was like a ten second gap or a twenty second gap usually in between fifth and sixth um or like fourth and fifth I think Dungey's gonna be at that that like fifth place where there's a big gap in front of him. Maybe one or two races he'll be able to pour it on and create some like, you know, top three. Maybe. But I that's don't know. that's He's, my guess. He He's hasn't gonna, raced I, he hasn't raced competitively in six years. And I think that's why there's gonna be that gap. There's gonna be that gap in just like Brayton had um in Supercross and even outdoors. There's like always the top runners, the top four that are all chasing for that number one yeah. uh heat or or whatever. There's going to be that gap and separation in the top, and I think he's going to lead the re- like best of the rest kind of deal. Maybe that's my that's my prediction. We'll see. You think he'll do better than Shane McElrath? Yes. So Shane McElrath is on. Yes. He's taking Dean's seat mm-hmm. on Husky. I definitely think so. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Christian Craig on a 450 outdoor. I don't so he remember. Did that, he did that last year. Yeah. 450s outdoor. I was going to say he. He was like. I would say it's I from what I remember, I think it was like fifth place pretty consistently. Um, I don't remember if he had any podiums or not, but so he was best of the rest, kind of. I mean, he was good. He was he was up up in there, but he wasn't like battling for the top. He wasn't like the guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Dylan was the guy. Uh, Eli had a few good. How close did Dylan? How how close was second place to Dylan Francis last year in the outdoors? Uh, who would have, was it Eli that was in second? I think so. I don't really remember. That was so long either. ago. Yeah. Anyway, someone can look it up. Who's listening. They, they Google's a click away. Yeah. 
Um, but anyway, I think it should be an interesting outdoor, even though it is a bummer that there's a lot of people not racing mm-hmm. already and it's only going to get more thinned out. Yeah. Cause that's just how it goes. Yeah. Dude. I'm really bummed about AP cause well, he's back. I know, but like he was off the bike the whole season for the most part, like in recovery. So he hasn't had the same amount of like, you know, like seat ride, time. Yeah. Especially on that new bike. I know. And that was the biggest part about him on Supercross was him battling the bike. Like you would watch him first couple races. He was really squirrely. He never looked precision on that thing. Um, Whatever reason, KTMs were just a little bit loose or just all over the place. The first couple rounds. And what was that new bike? Yeah, that's what I I'm think saying. a lot of them are struggling with the new bike. And I think they got it figured out. Mm-hmm. At least Marv got it figured out. He won. He won at least one race in Supercross. He won. Um, he won two. Did he? Yeah, because he was on the. the well, box. I know he's on the podium a good bit because he freaking talked her ear off. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We, but I, I know he won at least one Supercross. Yeah, he won the last race of the year. Did he? Or was it Anderson? No, Anderson won. He Anderson won like the last like three or four races. Oh, that's right. Same with uh, Marv, Marv podium the last, last race. Maybe. No, I don't know. I don't know. It's that's not a big deal. The people, the people that are listening, they we want outdoors. They probably know. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is one story I want to talk about that has to do with Supercross. That Go I, for it. I keep saying I want to talk about it on this podcast, but I keep forgetting. But now I remember. So I want to talk about this was when I was probably in like seventh grade. And me and my dad would always go to the Supercross every year. And mm-hmm. one year we snuck into the track walk. Oh, yeah. I think I've told you about this before. I've heard about it, but I don't um, know the whole story. So basically we were in the pit party. This was in the Georgia Dome back mm-hmm. before the new stadium. Um, and they would always do the pit party in the convention center that was like across the street. Mm-hmm. And we saw this line of people by the door. And they all had these badges on. And we were like, I wonder what that is about. My dad was like, let's just go get in line with them and see what the deal is. I was like, okay. So we just get in line with this random group of people that are all lined up. They all have badges on. We got no badges or anything. Yeah. And so they like bring these people through the door and we just start following them. And then probably about halfway through, it was a pretty good walk. We didn't even know we were going yet. Mm-hmm. We didn't know we were going on the track walk. We were just like, well, we'll see where we end up. If, if someone asks about our credentials, we'll just say we got lost or something. <laughs> so we get about halfway. We probably walk like, I don't even, it was so long ago, like probably a quarter mile or something. And then there's a guy checking, then there's a guy checking passes. Yeah. And my dad's like, hey, just come this way. So we just like, as he's looking, we just like both sneak around him real quick. It was like in like this, I think they had some sort of tunnel that went from the convention center to the Georgia gym. Mm -hmm. So I think we kind of figured out where we're headed at by this point. Um, So we snuck around him and then we like come around this corner. And next thing we know, we're on the track (laughs) for the track walk. Let's go. And like we're in the middle of the Georgia Dome, like on the dirt. Wow. And our our friends, so our friends that I that I, we met at Supercross, uh-huh. uh, Landon and Donnie, um, they were in the stands. My dad called them. We're like, hey, look up on, look over on the triple. And they look over, they're like, what the heck? <laughs> How'd you guys get out there? Dude, I would have taken a, like a little thing of dirt home with I me. I should have. I got a jar of dirt. Yeah. <laughs> like a- yeah. Like old Johnny Depp. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we got to walk the whole track. That track was, I didn't realize how insane that track was Dude, until they're the peaks, on it. The peaks on those tracks are probably the most. Yeah, it was insane. insane. And like we like walked up the triple and you like had to like climb up it. <laughs> but that, that was, is, that was super cool to get to go on the track, do the mm-hmm. track walk. I got a picture right in front of 
the finish line jump. Dang. I, I think I had on like my monster zip up hoodie. I thought I was so cool back then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's one of those uh, things where if you just act like you, you're supposed to be there and sometimes it works out. Dang, that's it so worked cool. out. That is so cool. I know, I know I've uh, like at Redbud, I've gotten into a couple places that I mean, Maybe not. I know there's... So if anybody listening has ever been to Redbud, there's a place called B-Lot. And B-Lot is like the biggest, I guess, party um, at Redbud. And... Which, by the way, we're going to Redbud this year. Correct. Um, So if you're listening and you go to Redbud... Go to Redbud in Michigan. Hit us up. Little little town called Buchanan. Um, It's so crazy that like that track is as big as it is. Like it's probably the most you know. Dude, did you see the KTM thing they had there this week? Yeah, I watched the. I I can't believe it was there. Like, and also they hit the freaking Larocco's leap. And oh, really? I didn't see anyone hit it. I I saw where they told him not to hit it. Did someone hit it? Oh, I guess they didn't then. I I I know. And they were hitting just the double on it. They didn't triple yeah. Larocco's. Um, but that was like one. Of, it's like the biggest jump in the motocross calendar. I think it's pretty gnarly. Yeah, Ken Roxon knows how to throw fat whips over that thing. Well, last year he knew how to case it pretty well too. Anyway, what else do you want to talk about? It's getting kind of hot. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, we're only thirty minutes in. I mean, we're gonna make it kind of a short one today since it's just us two. But uh, okay, here's a here's the thing. So, growing up, um, moms are completely against a lot of the rebellious stuff we did. What is uh, what is something that you did um, that was an act of like rebellion towards like your parents? things like so a lot of kids mm. this is like super easy like one like monster energy drinks you know like the moms that are like oh my gosh the monster energy drinks is just like it's either so bad for you or it's the devil like yeah um, six 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 upside down yeah exactly so uh i mean i was a pretty good kid okay if, if I'm, I'm sure my mom's listening she can uh text me when she hears this and tell me what it was if yeah, i yeah. was rebellious but i don't i mean honestly like i mean i'm sure there were things but yeah. I was kind of like a little goody two shoes when I was a kid. Oh. Well, you, why? Do you have some example? Well, I mean, like, I didn't do anything crazy, but like, my mom would always tell me to like wear better like riding gear. And I was always out in like a tank top and like gloves and shorts. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times I rode dirt bikes in <laughs> t shirt and shorts? I got in trouble for that a lot. Um, I got in trouble for staying, um, like staying out too late, like, not like late at night, but like, I'm only supposed to be over at my buddy's Aaron house for so long. And I would always break curfew on that. Um, I was, I was pretty rebellious, but within like a certain set of rules, um, I was just extremely destructive. So like I destroyed everything I got my hands on. Um, so yeah, I feel like yeah. I was, I was a pretty well-behaved child. My sister was the kind of crazy one. Yeah. She, she won't listen to this. So she, Oh yeah, we can trash talk around here because oh, well, we're not going to trash <laughs> well, talk. No, not. But <laughs> that's not what I mean. But like, if we wanted to, she couldn't hear it. <laughs> um, um, we can talk about. So we're in the garage here at Hayden's house, and ooh. there are currently six motorcycles in this garage. Dude, yeah, uh, holy crap, that happened really quick too. <laughs> yeah. Like that happened within like two they're not weeks. they're not all ours. So we've got my bike, my my Yamaha, Hayden's one twenty five, David's one twenty five, and then. You want to talk about your new purchases? 
Yeah. There's also, before we get into those, a, a kid drove by the house the other day and asked. Dude, <laughs> you tell, tell him the story, like how he just showed up. Like, well, so, I, I was at so work. So Hayden was happened. at work and me and Hayden's friend were over here at the house and we had the garage door open and I think we were like washing Tyler's car or something. Yeah. And this kid came up. He was like, y'all know anything about dirt bikes? <laughs> and the dirt like, bikes were like out in the yard. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, man, what's up? And it was like this kid. Um, and he was like, I've got this dirt bike and the chain is off. Do you know anything about that? And I was like, it sounds like your chain was too loose, maybe. And he was like, also it leaks fuel. You know anything about that? I was like, all right, one problem at a time, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, he was like, can I bring it by real quick? I was like, well, I'm leaving in a minute. Uh, yeah. and the guy that lives here isn't here right now. And so I gave him Hayden's number and he dropped off. It's, he was like, it's an Apollo. I was like, oh no. So anyway, he brought it over here and it, it is in rough shape. Yeah. But I need some Hayden's going to maybe fix it for him or something. I don't know. Yeah. It'll, anyway, it'll be manageable. There are two more bikes here that are a lot more horsepower than anything that's ever been in the garage. So if you want to talk about your new purchases. So, uh, Connor, David and I, uh, maybe two months ago or a month ago, went and bought about a month ago, about a month ago, went and bought this 2005 Suzuki SV 1000. Here's what happened. Hayden brought me and David to be the voices of reason. And I told Hayden, I said, do not buy this bike because it barely ran. Yeah. That and is true. Some for some reason it ended up in the back of Hayden's truck. I got it and for here. a steal. Come on mm-hmm. now. I talked him down fifteen hundred dollars. That'd mean it wasn't overpriced to begin with. I don't disagree with that, but I also <laughs> agree the fact that I got it for you a You also good price. thought that it worked when when it was listed for thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah, that is true. A little bit deceiving on the ad, but I'm not whatever. Like that's that's neither here nor there. Um yeah, so I bought that 2005 SV1000 V-Twin. Suzuki. 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 Um, kind of like a crotch Street rocket. bike. Yeah, Street bike and crotch rocket or whatever. Uh, bought it for two grand. Decided... Uh, it doesn't run. It kind of runs. It runs great now. It just doesn't have full power. That's really it. Like it runs... It's kind of a problem. It runs like at least 50, 50% better than it used to. Okay. <laughs> All right. So then I bought it and I was going to trade it in for like a down payment or whatever on this new bike that I got. Um, and the new bike is the new bike is a 2017 Yamaha blue crew, um, FZ09. And that thing is an absolute monster. Um, they didn't want anything reasonable for the SV. So I ended up keeping it. Uh, and I'm going to just sell it outright. If anybody wants a 2005 Suzuki SV 1000, hit me up. Runs great. <laughs> Runs great. Zero <laughs> problems. <laughs> no, uh, Hayden's going to fix it. He's a, he's a certified Mercedes Benz technician. So I can fix it, but it's just going to take some time and patience. He'll, he'll get it fixed before he sells it. So if anyone is actually interested, it will be a good bike. I promise it will you be that. a good bike. He'll give you a good deal. If you listen to the podcast. Yeah. If you listen to the podcast, I'll give you 10% discount. Wow. That's huge. Check but out, yeah, now Hayden's got this new bike. I rode it the other day. It is absolutely terrifying. So much fun, dude. So much fun. I uh, think wheelies without even blinking. Yeah, I'm not trying to do that on the road. I'm not trying to do that with other cars around. So I did find a couple tracks. There's a track out in Lynchburg, Tennessee, that I'm going to go check out in July. Um, I can take that thing to a track, and we're going to track it. Like a like a street track type deal? No, I mean it's like a an actual race track, like an F one looking track. Not quite that big, 
But like the same kind of design. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is David uh, going to go? So our buddy David, uh, we talk about him a lot on here. Yeah. He also got a bike. So now I'm the only one that doesn't have a street bike, which is fine with me. I do not want a street bike. And they keep trying no. to peer pressure me into it. And I'm like, cars. No, I will I'll I will ride all I will ride all day on the dirt. I love riding bikes yep. on the dirt. Once we get on the road, you can call me a weenie all you want. I am not a fan. I gotta give Connor some mad props because he is so hard to peer pressure into anything. Like Connor is like the most solid in his like if Connor has, you know, an idea or a feeling about something, he's not easily persuaded because it comes with like some deep roots. Like he, like I couldn't convince you to buy a street bike. Like no matter how hard I tried, like I'll buy this bike and give it to you. No, I don't want it. Okay. I maybe get a Grom. Yeah. Uh, I've decided. So I got a new job for those wondering. Um, And with the new job, the place where I'll be going is like a mile from my house. So you got to get something. And I don't, I I drive a forerunner and I don't want to just drive the forerunner like a mile every day. I don't want to like ride my bicycle. (laughs) So I'm thinking about maybe getting a Grom for that. I also like, I go to Chick-fil-A like all the time and it'd be a pretty nice little cruise. It's like all back roads down to Chick-fil-A. So it's like not dangerous at all. Mm -hmm. So to get a little Grom, a little 125 CC four stroke. Dude, I'm telling you, just throw some street tires on the dirt bike. No, that's too much of a pain. (sighs) Wop, wop, all the way to Chick-fil-A. I mean, I, I would love to just ride the dirt bike down there if that was legal, but because it's not, and I have to do a bunch of work to it. I'm not trying to, um, that's like my, like my track bike. Yeah. I'm not trying to like put a bunch of stuff on it and then like, I want to take it to the track, like take it all off. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just going to get a little Grom maybe. True that. Nice and safe. Yep. I'm going to make it plenty loud so everyone can hear me. (gasps) Oh, put a Yoshi on there. Yeah. So anyway, we got a ton of bikes in the garage now and this all happened like within a month. Like it was literally just Connor, David and my bike in the garage. And then I bought one street bike and then three, four weeks later I bought another street bike and then I, now I'm working on a bike. So it's three new if bikes. If you're listening and you want to rob Hayden's house, uh, don't. We, oh, we will, I got armed we dogs. will find you and, <laughs> yeah. and we will kill you. My dogs have guns, so watch out. There's also like, I've got, we got trackers on everything. Like no, no joke. Yeah. And you don't know where it's at. Um, it's inside the forks. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we do fork seals so often. <laughs> puts puts a tracking device in the fork. Dude, my suspension is hitting so different today. <laughs> just on the one side where this air tag is. I don't know. Oh, that's funny. Um I'm pretty good with where we're at. Yeah. That was that was a pretty solid podcast. Forty minutes, not too long. It's a um, perfect time. I think next week. So so we did one with just us two because we're queuing up some big stuff. Well, it had been a minute. So, so also, sorry y'all for yeah, honestly having a little hiatus between podcasts. Just like <sighs> life, man. Dude, I, I riding every weekend. Well, riding every weekend. And you being um, gone. I was gone in Florida, so I'm in the process. Well, uh, so I'm starting a new job next month. So I'm like kind of doing double time on that because I'm like kind of getting stuff set up for this new job. Mm-hmm. Also, like trying to help my company hire someone to replace me at the old job. There's a lot going on. Um. And both jobs are podcast production. So it kind of makes me like, like I'll finally get like a second to breathe and it's like, oh, I don't want to edit another podcast. Yeah. So sorry for the hiatus. Hopefully things are getting back together now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to like put a little less effort into the video editing of this podcast so that it'll go quicker. Um, because I don't think it really takes away much from it. Um, especially like yeah. these, like it'll literally just be the, the video of me and you. Yeah. When we have a guest on through zoom, it makes things a little more complicated. 
Um, we get there when we get there. Yeah. But I'm going to try and be a lot more consistent with the editing and stuff. Um, hopefully next week we'll have a cool guest on, um, and we'll be able to do a lot more consistent stuff. Um, we're getting excited for, we're only a few months out from Loretta's. We're only a few week, like days away from, well, that's a different trip. We're, yeah, we're a month away from Redbud. Um, a month away from Redbud, a couple months away from Loretta's. We're going to do some live podcasts at Loretta's. Yeah, that'll be some people. Sick. Um, we're for sure doing another one with Dayton while we're there. I know a lot of people loved the Dayton episode, yeah. Dayton Briggs episode. It's bomb. Um, I was talking to him the other day about it. He's like pumped for it, which like obviously we're also going to be like amping him up for he, he's going to crush it this year at Loretta's. Oh, I know it. Um, but we'll try and knock some other ones out too while we're there. Um, we do have to work that week, but we're going to try and take off a day maybe. Yeah. Um, honestly, like we could probably rip over there after work and hang out with some people. I mean, so we only live an hour from Loretta's. So yeah, it'll be all right. Um, I think I'm going to get a media pass this year for Loretta's. We've got some. Yep. hookups there that are going to try and get us some media passes and yeah so we've got a lot of big things coming Ho- hopefully y'all are enjoying the content we're trying to make some goofy tiktoks to fill in the time when we're not doing podcasts yeah um we're about to film a hilarious one <laughs> it'll probably it'll be out before this podcast comes out but yeah um anyway yeah thank y'all for listening you got anything else stay safe out there and uh enjoy being on two wheels because and it's so much fun. It is. It's getting hot out. Drink plenty of water while you're at the track. Yeah, definitely. Drink plenty. We, we both bought a gallon jug from the gas station <laughs> and we just bring it and chug it whenever we ride. Which like down here in Tennessee, it, it gets really hot in the summer. Yeah, and a little humid um, too. Yeah. But anyway, all right, let's wrap it. So see y'all next time. Hopefully in a week. Appreciate it. See y'all. See ya. See ya.